On today's episode, I talked to Jazz Takar, a Toronto native who has been in the sales and service industry for 25 years. He kicked off his career in car sales and eventually moved his way into real estate until one day he co-founded his own real estate organization, REC Canada. And over the course of the past 15 years, he has grown that team to over 25 realtors, 10 support staff, and now they advise over 700 buyers, sellers, and investors in the greater Toronto area. Jazz is a veteran when it comes to the field of sales, real estate, and entrepreneurship, and we chatted about how he walks around with tons of energy, how to build generational wealth, and some golden rules of success. Jazz knows how to win. Let's find out how he does it. Welcome to Winning Streaks. I'm your host, Tanvir Mustafa, and every week I get deep into the stories and strategies of experts, champions, business moguls, and industry leaders to find out how you can win the day and win at life. If you're committed to never settling for the status quo and consistently challenging yourself to new heights, then this is the show for you. In return, I commit to bringing you insightful, practical, and no BS conversations that will help you create your next big win. Jazz Takahar, welcome to Winning Streaks. Um, I'm Miss Men. Listen, I'm a huge fan. I, I love all your content. I love everything you're doing at REC. Um, been in the sales and service industry for 25 years. And as you know, I'm in sales as well. So just really excited to have you on it and have this conversation. Tanvir, my man. I'm very, very excited to bring as uh, much value as I possibly can to your viewers and listeners. And so thank you for having me. Um, and just a big, big kudos to you, brother. I know how hard it is to produce content. I do about 20 pieces a day on all the platforms and I know you follow me. And so, um, and, and thank you for the support, but more importantly, thank you for like just speaking and, 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 and trying and doing your part in, in spreading as much positivity and optimism as you can, because we need more people uh, speaking that in the world, especially right now at the time of this recording. I mean, uh, there's a lot of stuff happening. And so just a big kudos to you. Keep going, keep grinding. Um, even when you think people are not watching, trust me, they're watching. Absolutely appreciate it. And, you know, me formally, like within three weeks of discovering you, three to four weeks of discovering you, I'm following on like LinkedIn, Instagram. I get texts from you, watch all your YouTube videos. Like you've, you know, evangelized me that quickly. Um, <laughs> so th that's just to say how, how freaking awesome your content is. And for, for anyone listening, like definitely recommend um, checking out Jazz on Instagram. And I'll link this all below in the show notes. That, um, me that, that means a lot, my man, because um. I thought it was just my mom watching. So uh, <laughs> that, that means a lot. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you know what I can't help but notice, and I'm sure, you know, the people listening can notice this just from your introduction here is you're, you seem to be always packed full of energy, like just vibrant, you know, sort of energy uh, that you carry with you. Where does that come from? Like, do you never crash just midday? Um, no, I don't crash midday. Um, I prob I crash at the end of the day. Um, um, I'm a big snorer, I've been told. Um, and so I get home and the second I, uh, um, there's a lot of nights that, that the phone um, is on my chest. Um, I haven't yet hit it on my nose. I know people do that sometimes. It slips out of their hand, hits their nose and so on and so forth. That, that hasn't happened to me yet. But I do knock out um, on the couch. Once I sit down and like, like 
I'm done. If somebody's not talking to me, I'm not doing research. Um, I put on Netflix or put on a show or even put on a game. I'm a massive Cowboys fan and they'll put you to sleep real quick of late. Um, like I'm done. I'm done for the, for the day. Um, I don't need like a lot of coffees and stuff. I do drink coffee. I'm a tea drinker as well, but that's not really kind of what, what keeps me going. Um, I, I want to inspire as many people as I possibly can. Right. And so um, my, my cup, my cup is full. Like it's full. I got way more than I ever signed up for. I won the lottery five times over, not, not, not 649 or anything, but like, I just won the lottery of life. You know what I mean? Like the, the, the parents that I have, um, knock on wood, they're still very healthy. I get to see them on a regular basis. I get to speak to them on a regular basis. Two older brothers, man, is that ever a healthy reminder that I'm closer to the bottom than I am to the top, uh, sister lives, uh, 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 nephews, nieces, wife, and my two own kids. Right. And so, um, I, and then my team around me, my, my daily, daily squad that's with me as I kind of coined them now, um, just, they're just a ball of energy. So I feed off of them as well. Um, and so now I want to get out to as many people as I possibly can spread the message of, of really like, like find your passion, find what makes you happy, be okay. If that earns you, uh, uh, uh whatever, the, like whatever income that is, understand that if you're earning some type of income doing what makes you happy you've already won like there's not much more to chase now you've already won double down on that for me it's yeah i want to do more deals i like that kind of stuff like like it gets my juices flowing right but but it, it for some like my older brother for example he he like if you talk to him about a big investment opportunity he shuts down but like if he, if you ask him to cut the grass, like his neighbor's grass with a beer and headphones, listening to a podcast or audio, like that's his thing, right? Like, and, and he works, um, he, he, he works at Air Canada. That's just his thing. He's been there for 16, 17 years. Earning him extra money is not going to get his juices flowing. And so whatever you are doing, if, as long as it's making you happy, it's, keeps you up at night or springs you out of bed. I think you found it. Just double down on that. And, and, and for me, man, that's where the energy comes from, brother. That's great advice. It's funny because on my last podcast, um, I was told like, what's the best advice you've ever, or I was talking about the best advice I've ever received. And it was just that like double down on, on strengths, like double, double down on what you're good at and double down on that early on. Yeah, look, I think, I think um, you know, there's probably a trillion dollar business around uh, uh, people telling you what you're not good at and how to fix it um, and each to their own, their own business models and so on and so forth and how they want to earn money. Um, but for me, I just think you can make mass, like you can hit home runs, grand slams, focusing and doubling down on your strengths rather than making small incremental changes, working on your weaknesses, right? Mm -hmm. And so like there's shelves around me here. There's like, I got to write emails. I got to spell and look, I, I, I don't like any of that stuff. I, a majority of it, I cannot do. And so I get the people around me so I can really do what I like to do, which is this and right. get on calls. And you and I kind of, you know, we were talking about calls, not like we were on calls about like business stuff, not too long ago. Like that, that's me, man. And I think if, you catch me when it's the recording is on. Yeah, maybe is there a little bit more energy I'm trying to bring because I need to come through the screen? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, yeah, there probably is a little bit more of a turbo charge. But mm -hmm. you've been on the phone with me off, like not recording. And it's, oh, it's probably 90. 
I was gonna say yeah. it's probably like ninety eight percent of it, right? And so yeah. I'm I'm that energizer bunny. I keep going, I keep going. But the second I sit down and I'm at home and I'm in my PJs, like I'm knocked out, snoring. I knock out on the couch, you know, six six out of the seven nights uh, a week because I am tired. I go long days. There's a lot of you know, death of jazz. Do you have a minutes in my day? Um, but I signed up for this, man. Like, 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 I can't complain about this anymore. Like, this is what I wanted it to look like. This is what I wanted it to be. I got three, four cameras around right now. Uh, people with headsets on and stuff like that. And I love that. I feed off of it even more. And I, got, I just hired someone new today, um, Andre Dredre, and 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 I brought him on today as a new videographer editor. And we were just, you know, he was asking because we just did a podcast before this. This one and he was saying jazz like you cool with like me being around and like and the the question was around like having people in the room and i'm like man i need more people in the room because i feed off of it more that's that's incredible man you see i'm i'm like feeding off of your energy that's how much i love it I you're, you're a go 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 and then recharge kind of kind of person it seems um but what i like yeah, to- now like I was going to say really quickly, like, I don't want it. I don't want it to come off as, as you have to be this. Don't be me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Do you. Um, but I also do shut off on a, on a Sunday, for example, right? Like I try to go from midnight to midnight on a Sunday and that really kind of around seven thirty, eight o'clock at night. Now I become this caged animal ready to go on a Monday morning. Like I'm pumped. I'm excited. Text messages, emails start going out to teams. I try not to, but it's like, like majority of a Sunday, 98% of it is I'm shut off to the world. Um, I'm not producing really any content. I'm not, I might put out a post here and there when I'm in the bathroom or, or there's grabbing a drink or something like that really quickly. Um, but, but that's how I recharge. So the importance of sharpening the saw, and I'm taking that from the late great Dr. Stephen Covey in seven habits of highly effective people. One of the habits, the seventh habit actually being sharpening the saw I mean, you cannot cut down the tree with a dull saw. And so you need to sharpen it. And for me, that's Sunday. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Um, good to hear that you have the systems in place to kind of give you that charge. Um, but you talked about like, you know, finding your passion or finding the things that you love. And you've been in sales and service for the past 25 years. You're still relatively a young guy. Tell me about where you were at when you were, you know, like my age, like early 20s. Like, what were you doing then? And, you know, how did you become the person you are today? So early 20s, um, I was in car sales. Um, that was my first uh, commission job, actually. That was like, like, like full commission, like 12 hours, paper routes and stuff like that. Shoe sales were, wasn't commissioned. That was kind of a salary. Um, and, and then I worked at the bank in the sales and service interest, uh, uh, department. But my first full-time commission job, like you eat what you kill, um, was car sales and so that was early that was actually 20 to 21 i think it was and so um then once i was selling cars like wow if anybody wants to get in sales and they're listening to this depending on who the viewers and listeners are tanvi i I think that's really the place to start um for a couple of reasons one it's so much fun um because you get to learn about cars you get to drive new cars all that kind of stuff but the, and the characters in a car dealership are the best the mechanics the parts people the service <laughs> and the salespeople. um but you also have people walking into the showroom so it's slightly different than what i do now for a living and what others kind of do like as consultants and as advisors where you have to go out and get the business it came to me mm-hmm. right and however however I, I think I was really attracted to it because I started to realize, and, and, and it kind of is, a, is really a theme in, in, in my life, I kind of realized that, wow, the bar set so low. 
no knock on anybody else's style of selling and business models and all that. But the bar set low, like what's the least trusted profession? If, if firemen were the most trusted, used car salesmen have to be at the bottom. You know, I was in the new car department. Well, maybe it was one little notch above used car salesmen. But knowing that, I was like, oh, wow, I'm not really that sleazy kind of salesperson that people think anyways. My style is really like, let me give you the information so you can make an informed decision. And, and that's why I can sleep well at night. So people would walk in to the car showroom and I would be like, Tanvir, look, before you even get started, I know what you might be expecting, but I'm not what like the other salespeople that you might've uh, encountered at other dealerships. You take your time. All the doors are open. I know you can't drive away because we're in the showroom and the keys are not in there anyways. I'm going to be in the corner. Wave at me. Say my name. It's jazz. Just like the music. Very easy to remember. Throw something at me. I don't care. Throw up a smoke signal. Get my attention when you're ready. Right away, people went from this and they're like, oh, they were kind of like taken aback a little bit because they're expecting me to say, how can I help you? Right. What do you need? Right. What car are you looking for? How much of payment? Like they, that's what they're, that's what they're so used to. And so I was breaking those barriers very early. And as I said, like it kind of, it kind of is a theme in my, in my life, like in real estate now, um, Laura, if you don't mind passing me that book behind you, like in real estate right now, what we did is we just kind of changed the game, right? Like this is a free book we have. Okay. It's called real estate intelligence. And there's probably, I don't know, 500 people in this office, 55 other 55,000 realtors in the GTA that don't like what we do, but in terms of, we wrote a book, it's free. There's no cost for it. This is not a promotion for the book, but I want to get, I want to give people an idea on our business model as I, as I peel back uh, on our business development. Okay. We teach people how to buy their own home. We teach people how to sell their own home. We teach people how to invest on their own. Why would we do that? Well, there's these two sites. I'm not sure how many people have heard of them. One is Google and another one is YouTube. You can figure out how to do all this stuff on your own anyways. Why wouldn't we be hopefully the people that kind of put it in front of you, very easy, packaged nicely, written kind of in layman's terms. I did my best with our ghostwriter, Laura, and my business partner, Simos, to take out all the jargon, like all that, you know, business terms and all that, and just made it simple. Like, what's a mortgage? How does it work? What's a down payment? What's your fees, right? And we just laid it out, and we taught people line, but like there's a, a full blown out chapter in here on how to sell your own home. That's what real estate agents get paid for. And they get paid hefty and they get paid well. And, and I, I do think you should consider using a realtor. You don't need one though, but you should, in my opinion, you should consider it. And if you're considering, I hope we get a kick at the can of providing that service for you. I think I was seeing that on your story today, like where you were showing that, you know, you show people how to just sell it on their own, go through a step-by-step step -step process without going through anyone in the middle. And I was like, this is one of the craziest things I've seen for a real estate, you know, you guys help people buy homes, sell homes, um, invest in homes. And for you guys to be putting out that content, just, you know, in my books and, you know, full transparency, you and I have been on, on calls just um, on different aspects of certain business that hopefully we can eventually do together. Um, but, you know, it just makes me want to work with you more. And I envision that. I appreciate to be the that, man. Absolutely. Well, look, you're, you're a smart young guy. You know what I mean? Like, like, you know, like when I show homes, when I used to show homes a lot more, um, I used to walk in and be like, Tanvir, I mean, here's, I'm going to open the door for you and uh, we're going to walk in 
And back in those days, I'm kind of dating myself a little bit to your young, for your younger viewers and listeners. I mean, there wasn't the smartphones and stuff like that. I, was, I would say, look, if there's a magazine on the table, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start reading the magazine. Uh, I'm going to chill on the couch because, Tanvir, um, you don't need me to tell you that that's a kitchen. Right. And that's a bathroom you're not an idiot. You know what I'm saying? Like legit, this is how I used to do it. And, and it's how I train my team now, along with my partner, that I'm here to negotiate a deal for you. That's my forte. It's actually what really excites me. Me living in this house is not happening. You're living in this house. You're going to know in the first two minutes, if this is the house that you want to move into. What happens though, and, and, and I'm kind of out of role play is that I think most people just respect it. Like you just said, man, like you, you and I have been going back and forth and, and really I'm providing that service that I provided for you, not even caring if you ever bought Tanvir. And I'll tell you why. So somebody who's watching or listening is because Tanvir on average knows 200 people. And so if I know on average 200 people and then everyone else knows 200 people, my network now is 40,000 people. So I'm not looking at Tanvir. I'm thinking about Tanvir when he's out, you know, when, when restaurants are reopening again, and he's having a drink or having a meal with somebody and someone says real estate advice, he's like, damn, there's this good looking Indian guy that you got to talk to. His name is Jazz. And that, and I'm not talking about yourself then because you're also a good looking Indian guy, but I'm talking <laughs> about me here now. Uh, uh, um, you're going to say you need to speak to Jazz. You know what I mean? So I'm thinking about the 10, 20, 30, 40, 200 people that you, your network is. So I'm really building out my quote unquote off sales force aside from my 37 real estate agents, <laughs> like my real true sales force is the marketplace. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're building that. Listen, like I'm already a fan, right? And I'm having you on the podcast. So uh, there's people already hearing about this and already listen, listening to this and I haven't made, you know, or we haven't necessarily gotten there yet. So it's, it's, it's a lot to say about where you, where you currently stand um, and, and the kind of Thank work you. that you're doing. Now, one thing I, uh, that you talk about a lot um, and that I think is a big source of your personal inspiration is generational wealth. Um, can we talk about that a bit? Let's, let's explore the topic yeah. of generational wealth and how you define yeah. it. Yeah. Um, how do I define generational wealth? I mean, wealth that you, that, that you can start creating now that you can pass on to whomever you want to pass it on to for years upon years to come. Right. And so for me, the way that that started, my father and my mother came here into Canada. Um, one of the ways that I won the lottery, um, back in 1974. Okay. Uh, dad factory, uh, dad, taxi driver, mom, factory worker, work their asses off. Right. Uh, but had no education. Um, like, like school education, but also like, like, like even the bank, like somebody at the bank, my dad still probably banks with RBC till this day, because I was the first bank that probably came in a pamphlet and they went there and the person at the bank said, always get all the money and deposit it into our account and deposit and, 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 and put money in RSPs and you get a mortgage and that's it. And my dad, oh, okay, great. And that's what he did. But till this day, my dad still probably has, like he has money in RSPs and I'm a believer that the RSPs are not a good investment. I mean, some will, like from a tax shelter perspective, I get it, but there's so many more ways that you can earn that money wealth and yeah. put that money to work at a much higher percentage than what you're getting on RSPs, like you're getting four or 5% at best. Now, because they didn't have the education, my parents, one thing that they did really, really well, and I, and, and I credit my mom for that, is that they rented out their basement apartment. They rented out the basement apartment, always. They always understood, because their household income like for the longest time it was probably like 60 grand or something like that with three sons. And not that we had a lot, but we also didn't grow up with nothing. You know what I mean? Um, we played sports and stuff like that, that 
they always rented out the basement apartment because they understood at a young, like at early on that that helps with paying off the property tax, maybe grocery bills. I think my mom would use it for, um, but they never got more than that. They never even really tried to get more than that. Very, very grateful for what they did. They did so much for me and my brothers. Like I can, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it, but they never went out more and, 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 and took a little bit of a risk. There's a risk involved. If anyone in real estate or any investment tells you that there's no risk, I need you to run away more, like run away with a six foot pole. Like don't touch them even with a six foot pole because that's just not true. Somebody needs to tell you the whole truth. Okay. And, and, yeah. and, the, and the pros and the cons, and there's always risks involved, especially investing and specifically in investing. And so my parents just never took that act, that, that leap of faith. Okay. And so I wish they had, because then like if they bought back in 1982, which was their first house for $114,000, it's worth 850 or something now. Imagine they did that once more. Well, our net worth would be close to a million dollars more, right? <laughs> it's just simple math. And so for me, I started off, I have two boys, seven and almost five in a couple of weeks. And thank you. If, if, if like I first started with, I just want to get them one each. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I'm going to get them two each. And now they're probably at about four each. Okay. And now my goal is to get them 10 each. Why? Because I'm like, it's just a game now. Yeah. It just becomes a game. Like if I win it, great. If I don't, I'm glad that I tried. And so generational wealth in real estate is actually quite easy. It's not that it's not, that it's not going to come with some work, but it's quite simple. Let me use that word. It's quite simple. You buy something. You hold on to it, you rent it out, and every so often, when you're comfortable, you refinance it. Because then you pull out the equity, you go to the bank, you pull out the equity, meaning the difference between what it's worth and what you owe, the bank will give you 80% of that, and then you buy another one. So now you need to understand that there's good debt and there's bad debt. To me, bad debt is, i.e., credit cards, um, with like interest rates of 21, 22%, unsecured lines of credit. Um, in fact, to me, like your principal residence, where you live is actually not even an asset. It really is a liability because there's expenses towards it. Good debt though, is when you're using it towards building more equity within your portfolio. Do you believe in uh, rent where you live? Um, I, 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 yes. So the short answer to your question, do I believe in rent where you live with the caveat that you got into the market at least once. Why? Because you got to take advantage of one of the most beautiful things in, in life when it comes to real estate is passive appreciation, especially where I'm recording this and where you're recording this in the greater Toronto area. Because if you look back to the last 40 years, big sample size, I think we would agree yep. that Values have increased on average 7.3% year over year over year. And so when you know those stats and you know that to be true over a long period of time, and I'll even take it a little bit further for, the, for somebody who's cynical or like, well, that's just 40 years, Jazz. Okay, no problem. <laughs> Let's go 100 years. So for the last 100 years in the greater Toronto area, prices on average have doubled. So if you bought something 10 years ago for $500,000, as crazy as this sounds, it's worth a million dollars. 
If you buy something, let me even make it crazier. And I love that these are recorded four times over right now, that if you buy something for a million dollars today, it's going to be worth $2 million on average, give or take year nine or year 11, just the stats over a long period of time. And so once you come to understand that, you can now take that equity and invest the rest and rent where you live. But the other caveat, I guess there's a second caveat to, your, to, to, to my answer to your question, is that you also need to make sure that you're investing the rest. So if you're renting where you live, there's nothing wrong with that. Just make sure the income you're getting, you're not buying it on, like you're not spending it on Ferraris and boats and horses. Anything that eats, eats while you sleep is a bad investment. That's an easy thing to remember. A horse eats when you're sleeping, do not invest in a horse. A boat, it costs money to, to, uh, to, to, to dock it, don't invest it. It's not a, those are not investments, just another yeah. kind of sidebar. Um, but if you got into the market once, see what you could do is you can sell that home, I, 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 I'm a big, big believer in not selling anything. I would refinance it, right? Rent it out. Now you got an income property already built. Like you bought a house, you lived there for a bit. The value went up. You now refinanced it, went, pulled out equity, got it. And now, and now you rent, you rent that property out. You go yourself rent somewhere. And now you can, and now you can start to build out your portfolio a bit more. Got it. Um, that sounds like a great strategy and it sounds like a genera generational well building strategy. Exactly. Right. It's kind of built in already, man. And I, uh, I'm, I, I'm still good for another uh, five to 10 minutes. I, we can actually stretch it to 10, buddy. I just wanted to, because I just got a signal from my team. So continue my man. Okay, perfect. Um, so, you know, you've, we've talked about how generational wealth you feel it, it applies to, to real estate. Um, and, you know, two pieces of investing advice that I think that I've gotten that have been great is one always invest in appreciating assets. As you mentioned, the market over the past 40 years, hundred years has been up. So, and then the three pieces of, of best investment advice, the second being, you know, you only lose money when you sell, which is like, as you said, you know, buy, you hold it. Yes. You're going to take some losses along the way, but that doesn't mean it's a loss until you sell it. And then the third piece was something that you told me, um, which again, for the sake of full transparency, you know, you told me don't invest in something if you're not excited about it. Where does where does that come from? Like, where did you kind kind of come up with that? Well, look, and when I mean excited, I try not to get my emotions involved either. And what I meant by like when I was speaking to you that you're excited about it, this can't be something that keeps you up at night. And so, you know, people ask me the question about should I go variable or fixed? My answer is always yes. I don't know who you are. Like, I don't know what your style is. I don't know anything about you yet. You know what I mean? Let, let me get to, let me, let me, let me get to know you a little bit more. Um, and, and so for me, I can talking about variable or fixed rate, like I'm okay with a little bit of volatility. I don't mind if the payments go up and they go back, they go down a little bit, they go up and they go down. And so I'll go with a variable rate. Some people are like, I'm not going to sleep if the rate goes up by 0.1%. Don't touch a variable, right? Go to a fixed rate. You'll sleep well at night. You know, for three years, five years, 10 years, whatever you fixed it for is, is, is your payment's going to be that for that term. And so I, I, I don't want people to get involved in investing in real estate if you're very fearful and it's going to keep you up at night. Wow, like it's just not worth it. You know what I mean? Um, like if you're not excited to play goalie and you're scared in hockey to get hit by the puck, I got news for you. Don't play goalie. <laughs> you're right. going to get hit by the puck. Here's what's going to happen. Or just don't in real play estate. hockey or just don't play don't, hockey. 
Well, like, you know, look, look, I'm a Crosby fan, man. And Crosby <laughs> very rarely gets hit by the puck because he's just an amazing player. He's the best player of all time. But that's a different conversation. Um, with, with, with investing, values are going to go up. And guess what? They might go down. And a renter might leave your place in, in bad condition. Something might happen in the tenant's life, i.e., God forbid, a death. They lost a job. Um, uh, 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 they broke up with a partner, um, and they might, might, they might not be able to make a payment for that month of November. Well, that's like, you know, like things happen. And, 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 and if you're going to freak out, don't do it. Like who knew that maybe like a bat screwed everything up and locked us down? Like, who, you know, whatever this thing is that locked us down. I mean, like we, nobody really saw this coming. Um, um, but now that values haven't really dropped but if you look at downtown core right now downtown toronto core sorry for your out of uh province and out of uh country listeners and viewers i mean downtown core has been appreciating in rent um at at, at a rate that we've never seen before for the last two to three years like 11 percent year over year and so but now we're seeing a lot more supply in the marketplace meaning there's a lot more places for rent which gives tenants more choice which brings the rent down this is just a little blip we've all seen the blips of look this is what happens to values but they go up and down upwards and that's always the trajectory but if you're fearful of it and you're not excited about it that's when i don't want you to do it these sound like uh normally we, at this part of the podcast we do like quick wins but the what you're talking about kind of sounds like golden rules so i'd like to go over some some kind of golden rules of you know the things that you know and love so you know what's your golden rule with real estate uh buy it and hold it what's your golden rule with sales uh, follow up follow up follow up and what's your golden rule with entrepreneurship Make sure you have the stomach for it and don't quit. I love those golden rules, man. I think uh, they're important to stick by and I love how they're short and sweet. So, you know, if I were some people listening on the show, I might write them down and post it on a wall or put it on a post-it, post-it note on my mirror. 100%. You know? 100%. I'm coming out with a couple of different things where uh, people are going to want these posters and wallpapers and stuff. I'm having a lot of fun um, just with the content that we're producing. Um, and they're definitely... Um, they're the elements of success and I'm going to show the world what I mean by that. And so that's coming very, very soon to a, a phone t-shirt hat and jacket near you. Beautiful. Where, uh, where can my listeners learn more about you, hear more from you, you know, follow all this content that's coming up. Um, what's the best place to go? Um, I appreciate it, man. Tanvir. I mean, uh, uh, I really want to bring you as much value as I possibly can. I got, like, as I mentioned a few times, um, I got a lot. And so uh, I appreciate you asking really the easiest way um, in the one-stop shop, so to speak, is uh, uh, jazztakar.ca, first name, last name, .ca, J-A-S. T-A-K-H-A-R.ca. You'll, you'll get into my world and you'll, decide if uh, you like the sound of my voice or, or, or some of the videos. And if you don't, that's good. That's okay. I appreciate you trying uh, uh, to see if we can connect. And if you really do like it, you'll find, you'll find ways to even go deeper into my world. Perfect. And I'll be linking all of those below. Just before we part ways after today's amazing uh, conversation, if there were one piece of advice you'd give to my listeners to help them accomplish their next big win, what would it be? Shut out the external noise of um, people, the media, 
go on a news diet if that's what you have to do go on a people diet like you know i probably right now need to go on one of these like i got to stop this exercise you know what i mean um but i think a lot of people need to just like shut out that external noise because there will always be people in your life telling you that you can't do something you shouldn't do something or why you can't do something and sometimes it's from the people that love you the most and they're actually telling you because they love you so much because they're afraid of you leaving them as you become more successful or more obsessed or more passionate about what you want to do just understand that that's always going to be there but you need to do you shut out that noise and start doing Jazz Takar, thanks for coming on to Winning Streaks. Um, I've had such a great time and I can't wait for uh, many more conversations to come. Thank you. Thank you so much.